eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. All right, so Joel Embiid, I mean... He's like minus 2,000 right now to win MVP. The votes start to come in. You see a lot of the big hitters are voting for him. I mean, you see like guys on TV like uh, Kendrick Perkins, uh, Jalen Rose have not voted for him. But a lot of the kind of, and those guys certainly have influence, but a lot of the big time NBA writers have come out and it seems like they're starting to vote for Embiid. I believe Bill Simmons said he was going to vote for MVP. Uh, Bill Simmons MVP. and Ryan Rosillo, which that right. was a, uh, I don't think people were expecting that. Maybe so, one of the two, but not both. So, I mean, it, I think it's over. Like, I think the, the bigger question is, like, could Jokic finish third instead of second? I think Embiid is going to win it, but... What's your thoughts on it? I mean, does it seem like a done deal for you uh, heading into when when we will we find out probably in a week, two weeks, something like that? I actually don't know when they announce it now, because for a while they were holding it back for uh, the NBA. I think awards it's leaked or whatever. And I think yeah, it gets but, leaked. Like, I agree yeah. with you. I don't think they announce it until the awards, but I do think it it gets leaked. I think we'll probably know fairly soon. Um, yeah. But. It's all, it looks like it's all lined up for Joel to win. I had, oh, James, our producer just said it's announced on May 9th. I can't go another 30 days without knowing. There's no way. Like, we would be that second round. So they could be in the process of getting their asses kicked by Boston or the process of having the best performance he's ever had and he gets the MVP. It could be, it could be one or the other. But, uh, so you think he's going to win it then? Like, bottom line. I do. Like there was a moment last week where I I doubted and was like, you know, I still don't think there's enough momentum behind him. Like the the 52 point game is probably the moment. And I think it's it is silly to be like it all came down to one game. But these guys were so close at the end of the year that it was just begging for somebody to have a signature moment. And as stupid as it is, like he scored 52 on national TV and beat their biggest rival. Like, yeah, if you're if you're trying to separate him from Jokic, who didn't play all last week, or from Giannis, who 
played fewer games and didn't score as much and all that, that was it. Like you could make the case without that. I think the season was defined by Joel in a lot of ways that I, I said earlier, but yeah, I, I think that was one that was, it really pushed him over the top and anybody was, that was kind of a fence sitter said, look, that's enough for me. This is, this is the final cherry on top of the case. He obviously has an ironclad case even without it, but this is good enough for me. And, and it feels like, and the, the argument I've seen more, and I agree with this. There have been people who have pushed back on this, but I, I've said as much on the podcast. The argument I've seen more over the last week or so is people saying, look, it wouldn't feel right for the last five years to have three Jokic MVPs, two Giannis MVPs, and none for Joel. Like it, yeah. it just doesn't feel like a fair accounting of the last half decade of basketball. And I think if you were to just try to be objective about it and say, I think that one for Joel, two for Jokic, two for Giannis feels about right. Like you might be able to give Joel the argument in one of those Jokic years and say it goes the other way. But I don't think any of those guys have been dominant enough that they should have a clear giant lead over the other guys in MVP awards. And I think Joel has been right in that best player of the regular season type of category that he deserves this, has earned this. And I think that that is that has become a compelling argument to all these people that are voting on the award. They say, look, I don't really know if there's a quote unquote right answer. So maybe the right answer is just give it to the guy who's been close and has deserved it, but has gotten beaten out by another deserving candidate. I think that's totally fair. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, so you you made this point to me before, and I agreed with it, but it really kind of set in for me this past weekend. So I was having a debate uh, with my friends on if Joel could become the best athlete to ever play in Philadelphia, like regardless of sport, right? And clearly a ways to go, but just one of those, you know, fun debates coming off the 52 point game. And as part of having that, I was looking on, you know, pro football reference, pro basketball reference and Wikipedia pages. And when you pull up Wikipedia pages for guys that I just didn't watch, like it is when you just look at what they've won quickly, it does make you realize how much these things matter, right? Because we can sit here right now and parse the difference between Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid and say, this is his strength. This is his weakness. He did that in this game. This was their head to head. But in 20 years, there will be people that are debating some young guy that I'll probably be saying, no, you, you never watched Joel, but they'll just pull up Joel's Wikipedia page and go, well, you only won one MVP and never got out the second round. So I do think that while we can in the moment debate how much these things matter, it really does matter for his resume and his legacy that he gets one of these. Like he's deserving of one of them. And I think in 20 years, the, the kids that look back there, you know, that at that point look back on his career, 
it did they it deserves to have an MVP on his on his resume, on his pro football basketball, uh, on his pro basketball page, on his Wikipedia page. Like it's just fair. It's fair that he gets it. He's earned it. Um, I'm happy for him, you know. Like I was thinking, debating also this with some other people. If you think about Philly sports recently, there's been a lot of stars that have come and gone, like Carson in and out, right? Bryce has come uh into the city, but there's not really any drama with him yet. Joel, for being in such a major sports market, has lived through so much as the main guy, like coming in and being hurt and then being awesome and then riding through the process and then almost winning MVP and then not. And then play, like all this baggage. So I think for a city that loves the sports so much, it's been hard to have one person to like really attach to. Right. Maybe Jalen Hurts will end up being that. But I think right now the moment of Joel winning MVP is something everybody should be very happy for him for. He's been through a lot. He's been through some really fair criticism, some unfair criticism. He's carried the weight of a major market on his shoulders for a long time, and he deserves it. So, you know, we we obviously talked about this a ton on the pod, but as the moment comes closer and closer, I do think, like, the city should be extremely happy for him, and I really hope people don't do the thing, well, we'll get out the second round before it matters. Like, no, this is an awesome moment that he's really deserved to fully enjoy without any, you know, naysayers trying to ruin it for him. Well, and you didn't even bring up the personal stuff, too. Like, he yeah. lost his younger brother while he was experiencing all those lows with injuries. And he's just, like, sitting in a high-rise in Philadelphia doing nothing, depressed because yeah. he lost his – he lost his younger brother and he looks at, he's saying to himself, like, I came here to America to like chase this dream. And I'm just sitting here injured and can't do anything as I'm losing family members. And he goes through, mm -hmm. like I said, has been on the record. Like he thought about just like quitting basketball. And so to go from the, it's just an amazing story. This guy is plucked out of Cameroon, comes to the States has basically never played organized basketball. And he goes from a guy who, if you look at some of the low light reels in high school where he like dribbles past <laughs> yes. the backboard and then throws it back and all that. And he's to, like 150 to, pounds lighter. <laughs> yeah, to, to this dude who is the first center since Bob McAdoo in the mid 70s to lead the NBA in scoring in consecutive seasons to potentially win an MVP award. To It's just like, all this stuff is so crazy if you just think about it and from a big picture perspective. And so, look, I know we're all going to if they lose in the second round, none, none of this is going to be yeah. on the minds of people in Philadelphia. But I do think it's like for Joel specifically, it's been such a long road with so much work, so much criticism. I mean, there were moments in the 2019-20 season that. A lot of people were like, get this guy out of here, trade him, wanted to keep Ben over him. Me included, not to Ben. Let, let, the, <laughs> let the record yeah. show that I was never in that yeah. contingent, despite the fact that he did not have his best year that year and that Ben played very well without Horford. I never wavered on Joel's the best player and yeah. you don't trade the best player. So look, he's gone through all that, including within the city. And I think he's the only guy on this team and within this franchise it seems to have like the unwavering trust from the fan base like they know they're going to get what he has to offer if now, he has a though. broken if he has a broken face if he has a torn meniscus that this guy's played through so much like he was not his best in that hawk series right that they lost like he was culpable 
in a lot of respects for that loss with a tear in his meniscus. The guy averaged 30 points a game and, and mm-hmm. like is still in game seven, despite his issues, scored more points in the second half of that game than Ben Simmons scored in the final two or three games of the series total. Like yeah. he gives you everything he has and he says everything that's on his mind. And he's honest in ways that many athletes and many people for that matter just aren't. And so I, I will be happy to see him get his moment in the sun. And then I look, I hope that he can give everybody the sort of playoff run that we're going to remember. Like that'd be a cool thing as a media member to experience as, for the fans to see. Like mm-hmm. I remember everything about that Allen Iverson 2001 run. Cause that was a big part of me getting into basketball in the first place. It was just such a cool thing that the team that's on all the time as I'm growing up ends up going on this, like, wow, they're up against Kobe and Shaq in the finals. And the yeah. whole world is watching them right now. Like that stuff is very cool. And so my hope is that Joel can create that sort of memory for, you know, a bunch of kids who are just starting to follow the game right now. So real quick. And then I have one more NBA question for you. I do. The one thing I hate about the NBA awards ceremony is like the, the memory I have of Iverson holding up that MVP trophy in front of the crowd and everybody going crazy. Like all MVPs deserve that moment. Joel deserves that moment too. You know, the fact that he's going to get his, his uh, award, if I'm not mistaken, at an award ceremony on some, like some theater in LA, I think he deserves an MVP moment uh, in front of the fans. And, and, and I hope he gets that. But to what you were saying about Joel, like he's had a great career, like objectively, he has had a great career prior to this year. But do you agree that this is a year he became an all-time Philadelphia athlete? Because even though he's been great, I think this is the year where you mentioned he has unwavering support of the fans going into these playoffs, right? I don't think it's been anywhere close to that in previous years. And I, you know, I think you could even debate now if that's the case. But I do feel like things change this year from him being a great player to being somebody that the city fully, as close as it'll get to, being behind and being a guy that is on those lists of top 10 all-time Philly athlete, top three all-time Sixer. Do you think this year was that change or is maybe that just my personal opinion? I still think there's, I would say the older generation is probably more resistant to trusting him because look, when you're younger, you just blindly, and I I include myself in this, you just kind of blindly support whoever the guy is for whatever their flaws are. And I do think there's more of a level of prove it from people who have, been around the block and are like look yeah this guy's been great but i've seen barkley and iverson and whoever and those guys were that's kind of yeah but i was bringing up like the guys who didn't win like they've seen these hall of famers who had these great careers either won or were close to winning mvp awards but then you know they fall short and you know we have to figure out what their legacy is at the end of the road without a championship so i do think that he is certainly moving up higher in the in the ranks and within the philadelphia fan base but yeah i mean there's still that undercurrent of show me something when it matters show me that this is you are playoff resistant that your game is going to travel so to speak so there's still that final hurdle to clear but as far as regular season excellence he has done everything that he can possibly do